0: This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress.
1: We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives.
0: And now the conversation begins. This is episode 120. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays.
1: And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Shannon Schaefer. Shannon is a mom, travel enthusiast, book lover, and doer of WordPress stuff. A self-proclaimed geek, Shannon owns Purple Finch Studios, a small digital agency located in Pennsylvania. Welcome, Shannon.
2: Hi, Terri, and thanks for having me.
0: We're really glad to have you here, Shannon. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about yourself?
2: Sure. So I'm Shannon Schaefer, and uh, I live in a town in Wyoming called Wyomissing, in Pennsylvania. Um, I've lived all of my 44 years here in Pennsylvania So I'm kind of a homebody love my state. Um, I am a reformed blogger as I like to call it um, About uh, 13 years ago. I started a blog that I that changed my life um, I was a corporate finance uh, in corporate finance for a long time and decided one day to start writing on the internet and and uh, All these years later, uh, I've been in the WordPress space, and it literally has taken me from being a corporate, um, like I like to call corporate soldier, going into work from nine to five every day, to uh, being someone who lives the best lifestyle that I can imagine, being able to work from anywhere, um, and have a fantastic team that's distributed throughout the world, and have really no complaints.
0: That's great what a great story. What is the blog that you started? What started this path, I guess?
2: So so I, I was working in corporate finance and uh, I had went online and I read this blog and I'm like, this lady, you know, I could do this. And so I started writing about saving money. I had a degree in finance and I started on Blogger. And then um, I think it was around late 2006, maybe early 2007, I found WordPress and uh, just started writing my little blog and Found Twitter and um, somehow found about a hundred million website views a year. So um, it grew a hundred million. Yes, it grew from just me to a team to a network of blogs, um, which I then in 2014 sold to a media company.
0: So um, wow, yeah. that's amazing! You built something with that many views without having a background in blogging and. Online digital marketing. Yeah.
2: well, and, and at that time, if you really think about it, there nobody really had a background in digital marketing because sure. it was, when I started, there was no Twitter. You know, Facebook was just for colleges. So, um, so yeah. So they basically, I always say, you know, uh, people ask what I do, and then I designer, my developer, and I just say, now I'm a doer of WordPress stuff. So. <laughs> So it's kind of a, a title that's funny because I don't have a technical background, but in the process of blogging and growing my team and growing my websites, you learn these things. And yeah. uh, so um, I just kind of learned as I went, um, Learn how to code. Now, you don't want me to code anything because it's <laughs> I'm like the worst developer on the planet.
0: But um, one thing that I did learn was
2: how to convert people on a website.
0: So... Wow. I'm still like, I think Liam and I are still both a little bit stuck on the 100 million views (laughs) number. Is that on one website or is that on all the websites? No, one website. Oh my goodness gracious. That's just, I want to just ask you so many questions about that. So was there SEO involved in that or was it all organically grown? (laughs) So funny because I had no idea what SEO was
2: at the time. And um, I remember one day somebody saying, hey, you are outranking Huggies when I search for Huggies discounts on, um, you know, Google. It's like I don't really know what that means, but that's awesome. So it was it was by accident, really. It was by accident, and just writing and you learn to. Um, you learn to just kind of go with the flow. And eventually I learned what SEO was and I learned what keywords were and metadata and alt tags and all yeah. this, but not on purpose. It was all by accident.
0: Fascinating. I
2: mean, it, was a, it was a different time then too. Sure. So was, but I imagine,
0: I imagine having that statistic, that fact about your experience must help you win a lot of business because people must just be like, oh, well, if she can do that, then... She can do that. To um, me. You no, know,
2: I don't really do use. It. I don't use it. Yeah, uh, it's not a statistic that I really um, use in my marketing today.
0: Um, my did business, you? When you started? No,
2: I didn't. To be honest, wow. with you. so um, I knew a lot of people locally, so a lot of people followed my blog locally, so that's probably how I got started. Um, you know, but not really using that statistic um, as a as a metric to say this is what I did because. Honestly, I think that statistic then and now are two different animals. Um, sure. To get that now is a lot harder than it was back then. So yeah. um, don't typically use it, but it's an interesting one. It's a very humble a way, way to look at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And it's a humble way to look at it, right? But, but you know, even, even in 2007, 8, 9, 100 million, uh, that's a lot of legwork. That's a lot of legwork to do that. And that's that's impressive. That's very impressive. I, I have kind of a, a silly-ish question on this. And you just started blogging and writing about personal finances. And presumably the focus shifted a little bit if you're outranking huggies. But maybe you were writing about how to save in huggies or yes, something I would, like that. It was
2: specifically for moms, because my goal was I was working this corporate job that, you know, was Sucking my soul out of me and taking me away from my child. And so I wanted to figure out how I could save money and be home with my kid and give up a six figure job to be home. And so I just started writing about saving money geared towards mom. So it was stay at home mom was my target. So what did we want to save money on? Huggies, food. Yep, sure. Things. So um, that's kind of how it evolved. Um, and over time, you just being in the trenches, you learn all these things that are out there. And, um, you know, having a background in, you know, my MBA is in marketing. And, you know, so the marketing part, the finance part all kind of came together. Um, I never intended it was just to be a small income replacement for um, while my son was in elementary school, and then I was going to go back to to work. And um, I learned so much during those years that, When I sold my business, um, I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur who starts something and you're so involved with it and you get to a point where you can no longer handle what you have and the success of your business is riding on your digital presence. So that's kind of where my business now came to life from um, being able to relate to that. So I understand the business part of it being that I was there being an entrepreneur, but I also understand the technical part of it. So when I started this business, the first thing that I did was hire, as soon as I had enough money, I hired enough hired a developer who knew way more than me. And, you know, he's been with me for four years. So our team, you know, we have we have 10 people on our team now. So um, the business kind of was created from a need that I had, you know, all those years ago. So um, it's really that being able to understand and empathize with the business owner, but also be able to have a conversation with your developer um, And kind of bridge. So I think that's what's really given me a unique advantage. When you ask that that hundred million comes into play, it really doesn't. It's just yeah. not being able to relate. So
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So I have a really unique story in the WordPress space. So that
0: is, people, yeah. Well, they're like, you're a developer, you're designer. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a <right>. marketing person. <laughs> so, yeah. So how did it go then? Leaving that job and and saving up money to hire a developer. How did you find a developer and how, and grow your team and uh, I'm always interested in this question because I um, have a small agency as well with a couple of part-time people, and it was a huge, huge um, mental shift to hire somebody. And I don't have a full-time staff, but to have people's livelihood rely on you or to make a payroll or, or to just sh- shift that way of thinking to having people that are um, responsible to you and that you're responsible for. Talk a little bit about that, about being a business owner.
2: So I think for me when I came into this agency life it was a little bit different because I'd sold a business for a good deal of cash and I had that security behind me but the first time the first employee that I hired with my my blogging business was my sister and we, our contract was done in a Starbucks on a napkin. In fact, she just texted it to me laughing. Um, and I, the only promise I made to her was that there would be hot coffee every day. Cause that's the only thing that I knew I could definitely do. And she took a big risk when she left her job. One of the biggest things I think is that um, we often get like afraid to, to make a commitment to pay people. But I think making that commitment to pay people does two things. One, you know that you have a payroll to make and it motivates you like hell, it just makes you wanna do better and for the people that work for you. And two, I think it gives us the resources to get the work done while we think about growing our business. Because a lot of times when we're doing everything ourselves, we're so consumed with the deliverable for the client that we can't think about you know, running our business. So I often see what happens with people as they invest in their first employee and they experienced this growth that they couldn't ha- they couldn't have happened with just themselves. So it's a scary thing um, but it's a great thing. When I hired uh, uh, my developer I could not my business could not afford him most definitely. But if I didn't have him we would have never forgotten here. So it's kind of cart horse horse cart you have to do one you know one without the other I don't know that you can get anywhere. So um, you can only go so far. So it's a big leap but you don't know until you try, right? Yeah, yeah, so
0: can you talk about your uh, WordPress community and do you have one there? You kind of came in this as a blogger. I know I've seen you at some WordPress events recently, so I know that you do you do involve yourself with it. But tell us a little bit about that path and, and what you. So
2: do. I've been a really bad community member, <laughs> like terrible. Um, so I have early on. I- I, you know, participated in the WordPress community and probably for a good six years. Just then, disappeared. Um, to be honest and 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 forthcoming, um, because I think this is a safe space. I have anxiety things that really made it tough for me to um, be out there. And so, one of my goals and one of the reasons that I am here is because I feel like getting past some of those you know, anxiety things. I think the WordPress community has grown that we are allowed to say the things that are maybe not our best qualities. I think the WordPress community has given us a space to talk about those things. So um, I am one of the few people who use the quiet spaces at WordCamp, so um, the calm place. Uh, so, at U.S., I spent some time each day in those spaces, recharging, regrouping, group conversations are a lot for me to deal with. So um, I haven't been the greatest in the community, but I'm hoping to change that. And I'm hoping also by, you know, talking about it that other people who may struggle with, um, you know, social anxiety can can find their voice as well, so...
1: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and for that trust in us. And in our show, uh, Tara and I are both grateful for that. And I guess I'd, I'd, I'd just kind of add or maybe think about, you know, just, I'm not the greatest community member is you know, greatness comes in all shapes and forms. And the most visible and the most outspoken doesn't necessarily mean overall greatest. And there's a, there's a lot of people... Who Tara and I know, uh, who hang out in the quiet spaces and contribute to the community in in ways that are enormously great. So uh, I invite you to to consider yourself one of the greatest if if you'd like that that you don't have to denigrate yourself there.
2: Well, I appreciate that. It's just sometimes uh, it's it's hard, and I'm going to make it. I'm going to make a complete effort. Um, I have a. A kiddo now who's a who's an adult, and um, so I have uh, time and energy. When I started in the WordPress community, he was just a five-year-old. So now he is a an adult, um, and I feel like I have that room and space to be able to do that, um, to be able to take like an extra day on the end of travel. Uh, to recharge and regroup and 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 do those things. So I hope that in 2020 that, uh, you know, by getting out there and being able to um, tell my story and give people like encouragement that number one, not coming from a technical background, that there's a place for you in the WordPress community. And also for people who may struggle with anxiety and depression and all those things that there's not... The, there's not a judge. This is not a judgment. This is a judgment free zone. Nobody's going to judge you for saying that and maybe needing to step back and, and recharge and regroup. So um, I think that I think the WordPress community has done a great job in the last you know few years from when I came previously to, um, to, to recognizing that there's
0: all different types of humans. And that's amazing. It is a great thing about the WordPress community. And thank you for sharing that with us here, Shannon. I'm, I'm grateful that you're here with us. And and I can relate to having your children be grown and that that sort of changes your participation level. And it, for some reason, it just kind of clears up some space just in your way of thinking about your own life and your own time. So um, I hope that I hope you enjoy that phase as hard as it can be when your kid's well, yeah,
2: right. there may be some tears this spring, this spring and summer, but yeah, uh, yeah it's a definite yeah. transition,
0: right? It is, yeah, yeah. So I can share, I can share that with you with a hug at a next time we see each other because that's that is hard. But it, but you can look at it as there's this this saying that I keep seeing out there. I just saw it on Twitter yesterday from somebody else, but the idea of I get to instead of I have to, right? Like I get to, uh, you know, I get to go to this conference, right? Not I have to go. And then you can tag on, like you said, tag on some extra time or, or view it as opportunities rather than, than um, obligations. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing uh, that. I'm going to ask you about success. I think we started off talking about this amazing number um, and, and selling a business and running a business. But how do you define success for yourself personally, professionally, or a combination of the two?
2: So I think when I, first of all, when I hear the word success, it actually kind of gives me a little bit of like that anxiety, because I think there's so many metrics out there that we use as a society. And so for me, all those metrics mean nothing for me. The success for me in my life is being able to participate and be where I want to be. It doesn't have anything to do with money or um, it just has having the time, being able to have the time and and for my family, and for my friends, and to do all the things. Uh, one of the most successful things in 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 my life is that I've been able to take my parents, um, my mom and my dad, who's no longer with us, but on vacations and spend with my son and spend weeks of time with them and, um, you know, without looking at a phone or a computer or worrying about work. So to me, that is... Um, you know that is the most successful thing about my life is being able to to take the time for my family, um, and I all of that is due to you know what I do as a job, I believe, and making that a priority. So um, it's it's an odd measure for some people um, because I've sold a company and done well financially and all those things, but I don't think that they really really matter at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I agree. We actually don't haven't had anybody come out and say that that it's all about the the money that they make. Certainly, providing for your family is important, and people do talk about that. But I think we hear a lot about flexibility and ability to. I think
2: it's very common in that. in this yeah. community. I think is. outside of the WordPress community, you know, in corporate spaces and things like that, you will hear lots more about title and money and. Mm-hmm. And, all, and privilege and, and all those things. Don't get me started on privilege. But um, those are all things that people love. We can
1: that. go there. Yes. We can uh, go there.
2: I really want to do that. Uh, <laughs> For really- the record,
1: you opened the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, uh, I will. Um, yeah. so, one of my, so no one can see me, but if you don't know me already, I am a Black woman. Um, and uh, so diversity and inclusion and privilege are topics that I'm extremely passionate about. And uh, if I can someday get over this like social anxiety thing, I would love to be able to to talk about those things in a public forum because I think that they are hugely important. And another reason, quite frankly, that I want to start showing up more is because I think it's super important for young women, specifically young minority women, to see the people who look like them um, who have some level of of success, and also not just success, but in charge, running companies, um, you know, doing things other than um, our traditional jobs that women are in. So it is it's one of my one of the things that are that's near and dear to me is to make sure that um, young women can see other women who who are stepping outside of the boxes that sometimes society puts us into. So, um, yeah.
1: Well, I'm I'm excited to hear you present on that. And I think you're absolutely right that certainly the WordPress community can do more and can do better with people of color and women of color. And, uh, and we've done a fantastic job around sexual orientation and gender identity. And we're not bad at race and culture, but I don't think we're as strong there. And some of that might, within the U S some of that might be more a reflection of our nation's history than, than, than a reflection of the WordPress community. So, um, so I think, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to find a way to, to help you, uh, use the platform of your success to assist our wider community you know sure the focus may be on people of color but certainly people who are not of color white people will benefit from from your example and from your leadership so thank you i know that's not a an easy road to walk. There are great costs to saying things, to doing things, to be the one at, at the pulpit. And I mean that in a supportive way. I don't mean you're a bully pulpit or anything like that. Uh, so thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, so it is something that I think, I think one of the biggest issues is is that uh, when we leave inclusion and diversity to people who, and Liam, no offense, but when we leave inclusion and diversity None taken. to, to Typically white men, um, typically middle-aged white men, they do inclusion and diversity the only way that they know how. And I think sometimes the mark is significantly missed. I think the intentions are good. And in full disclosure, I am married to a wonderful middle-aged white man um, (laughs) for 20 years. Um, So um, I, I just think that there's a lack of, of foresight that you cannot have without experiencing some of the things. So that's why I think it's important for more um, people of color and more women. And also, you know, uh, when I think about inclusion, people with disabilities and, and things to step up and be part of the planning process, because I think that's the only true way that we we, we, tap, we check all those boxes when it comes to diversity. Diverse, diversity and inclusion. Sometimes that's a mouthful to say, um, It but. totally is, and, <laughs> and, and the bigger the audience,
1: the harder <laughs> yeah. it is to say, and then we feel
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's really important. So hopefully that's part of the future is that instead of trying to figure out a, a group full of people who have never experienced, try to figure out the things that would make these people feel included, let's have those people in the room. So that's the conversation that I would like to see from the beginning of the planning of events and things, let's make sure the right people are in the room and included and heard, not just in the room um, for these conversations.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. I also, you know, it's it's also really apparent at conferences that the representation of minorities um, is very low and I don't know like what comes first and think often about the you know schools and education and and kids being encouraged to pursue tech and the the drive toward that and and where is the focus there there are lots of girls you know girls who code and that type of thing trying to get more women involved but I think it's I'd like to see the population shift and so where do, where does that start how do you how do you shift that
2: So I had an interesting conversation at WordCamp U.S. I was just standing outside and um, a random person, a random man that I never met, we just started having a really good conversation. And we're about 45 minutes into the conversation. He said, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, what did I say or do? And he's like, you know, he said, I have been trying really hard to bring in um, women and minorities into our group. And he said we're really struggling to get them to apply and i asked him a question i said do you have a website he's like yes and i said do you have your leadership team on the website he's like yeah and i said can i see them and i opened up his website i scrolled and i said this is your problem and he said i don't get it he goes we're all we have we're all very inclusive we want people i said but see your leadership team tells me that you're not inclusive because your leadership team is all white men. And he said, well, but we have female employees and we have more. I said, but your leadership team is white men. And it took him a few minutes to realize that as a minority, I want to see if there's opportunity for me in the organization. And when you have no one in your leadership that looks like me or is a woman or is a minority, it tells me that while you may want to be inclusive, that truly you only have this leadership team of white men making decisions so I think it has to really start there and he was like you know I've asked a lot of people this question and he goes sometimes they get angry sometimes they give me some crazy answer he said but this is probably the most insightful um, I said so your number one task is to go recruit somebody to be on your leadership team who doesn't look like doesn't have glasses a beard and, and <laughs> the white guy. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do that. So random strangers. So if we can have conversations like that with random yeah. strangers, I think it could be amazing. You know, yeah. he was totally open. Liam <laughs> <laughs> just put on his glasses with his beard. <laughs> and again, my husband has a beard and glasses. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: But your point is a good one. It's that, I mean, just to the going back to what you said earlier is that all of us can only speak to our own experience and we might be able to empathize with the experience of those not like us, but we don't really know it. And, and even if they share it with us, you know, whether it's in a book or a blog post or an article or even a really lengthy conversation, none of that is 40 years of experience that that person has of living with, not with, as whoever they are. Um, So I think, I think, it's hard to minimize the value of that and hard to minimize just how different people really are. And it doesn't mean that we can't all get along and I don't mean that in a flippant way, but that we can't come together and work together and do amazing things together. But we're very different people with very different experiences and and that's going to affect how we do things. So I, I yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That was a good conversation.
0: Sorry, no intention of going there. But. Oh well.
1: No, no, it's an it's I'm an important kidding.
0: topic. It really is. Yeah, I am too. And I don't think I don't think I you can too. talk about it too much. Really, I think it's important. And the more you talk about it, the more ideas you get on how to move forward from it. So, thanks. I'm going to ask you another question. Oh no, Liam, you were going to ask a question. Go ahead, Liam. I'll be-
1: I was going to ask the question that you were going to ask. So, all right. Either way. All right. She's muted herself now. You're so trying, I'll ask trying. it. Uh, Shannon, um, I want to ask you about advice. And what advice have you been given or received? Or what's the best advice that you've been given, received, or read and successfully implemented in your life?
2: So, when I was in my early 20s, I worked for a woman who was an entrepreneur. And uh, I just watched her. She was amazing, incredible. And I said, what is it that, how, how have you done this? Like, what is your secret? And the best advice that, and I've been given a lot over the years. Um, she said to me, simply take time for yourself every single day. And it's been the most incredible thing. And that's how I became a lover of books. I read 75 to hundred books a year and it is my time for myself Um, every single day, no matter what is going on, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, take that time that is only for you. I think it helps us stay grounded in who we are and remember that we have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anybody else. And I think doing that every day for yourself, you will find that when you prioritize your well-being, that you are able to accomplish so much more. So that, that was it from her. And, uh, she was extremely successful and I, I find a way to do that. You can do that so many different ways. Um, some people, it's the gym. Some people, I just, I love reading and gaining knowledge and it's only for me, not for anybody else. It has to be something that nobody else benefits. Can't be your kids. Can't be your husband has to be your wife. It has to be, just you. So if you can find a way to do that every
0: day, I think it helps. Um, it can help you in so many different ways. Yeah. Do you, uh, set aside the same time every day or do you Um, grab it when you can? How does that work?
2: No, I typically, uh, I typically try to schedule it like in my day, like in my plan for the day, because obviously you have appointments and things like that, but I typically try to, um, schedule it. In fact, when we're done here, um, I'm gonna go and grab a coffee, and it'll be my time to read. Nonfiction,
0: fiction, combination. I try to mix, mix it up. Yep, yep. All right. What's the best book you read this year? Um, I would have to say that um, I don't.
2: I've read so many, and I like so many. I can't give you one. All right. I, have, I, I was, was going to reduce
1: the pressure. I thought that Beautiful. was a huge pressure question. Huge what trip. are your some of your favorites? <laughs> I'm sorry. Tara.
0: No, it's okay. I knew that. I knew that would be. The, I knew that would be the response. You can't just pick one. Yeah, picking just one. I mean, I have.
2: I have so many favorites that uh, this is like a. Pre- Nobody told me that I was going to have to answer
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> like- no, sorry to throw that at you. If if you had asked me the same, I wouldn't have answered. I don't read seventy-five books a year, but uh, yeah. I can not answer that either. So good job. Yeah. Are you on Goodreads?
2: I just deleted my account.
0: So I can't go see what your favorites are there either.
2: Yeah, I just deleted it because I was getting really competitive. <laughs> we have an annual challenge. I told you up front that I'm a geek. So yes. yeah, it was, I just made a decision to delete my account. Um, oh my gosh, that's
0: how I remember what I read. That's the only way I can remember because I will I forget him all months later. later.
2: He reads about the same amount of books as I do. We're always talking about what we read. And I'm just looking to get him books for Christmas and I went through his Goodreads to see what ah. he had on the list so that I could buy it for him. So
0: Good idea. But, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll
2: be back, but I just needed to, I need to stop obsessing about yeah
0: interesting (laughs) well you have to keep a list then like a manual list so you remember for yourself right absolutely yeah well we can now go down this rabbit hole of books for a while but we are out of time shannon and i'm sorry that we're out of time it's been so great talking to you really appreciate your joining us here and putting yourself out there so thanks for doing that too where can people find you online
2: so you can find me on twitter uh, Shannon T. Schaefer and LinkedIn That's and
0: about- your website oh sure my website <laughs> 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 great well thanks so much look forward to seeing you in person sometime this year all right thank you guys
1: Shannon what a pleasure thanks for your time lovely meeting you bye thanks for listening to the show we sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did
0: if you like what we're doing here Meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com.
1: Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.